same way they came in Jesus' name. We pray, oh God, that they not be hearers of your word, but doers only, oh God. Help us to have open hearts, oh God, to receive your word, oh God. Lord, do an open heart surgery on us right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. And give us your heart, oh God, the heart of the spirit, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we pray, oh God, that you bless those that are here, oh God. Bless those that are watching by live stream, oh God. And bless those that don't even have a mind to come, oh God. We pray that you do a new thing in us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, have your way. Keep us Keep us in humble submission to your authority. And hide us behind your glory, you God. You be glorified and help us to be blessed, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. And we ask it all saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Scripture this morning will be coming from Ezekiel chapter 36. And I'll be reading verses 17 through 34. I'm reading from the New King James Version. So my version may be a little bit different from yours. In this version, it says, it has a superscription, says the renewal of Israel. And it says, son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and deeds. To me, their way was like the uncleanness of a woman and her customary impurity. Therefore, I poured out my fury on them for the blood that is shed, they shed on the land and for their idols with which they had defiled it. So I scattered them among the nations and they were dispersed throughout the countries. I judged them according to their ways and their deeds. When they came to the nations, wherever they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said of them, these are the people of the Lord, yet they have gone out of this land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations, wherever they went. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. Verse 23 says, I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. For I will take from you among the nations, gather you of all, out of all the countries and bring you into your own land. Here's a key verse. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine among you. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Verse 31, then, I, then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good. And you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and abominations. Once again, not for your sake do I do this, says the Lord God. Let it be known to you, be ashamed and confounded for your own ways 
O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, on the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will also enable you to dwell in the cities, and the ruins shall be rebuilt. Verse, the last verse, the desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by it. And may God richly bless the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. My subject for this morning is put some respect on God's name. On April 2006, the rapper Birdman entered the Breakfast Club studio and blasted the radio hosts, DJ Envy, Angela Lee, and Charlemagne. But he was mighty, mostly angry with Charlemagne. Charlemagne was, he was angry with Charlemagne for several years going around claiming that Birdman was extremely underpaying his artists. And on several occasions on the Breakfast Club and interview, Charlemagne couldn't stop playing with Birdman's name. Charlemagne also gave Birdman the Donkey of the Day Award. So he came and blasted Charlemagne out. He came to confront him. What brings me to this text today, uh, Birdman said, you put some respect on my name. Here in this particular text, we see Israel has been banished from the promised land. They were in captivity. So was the prophet Ezekiel. But God had given Ezekiel a prophecy to the children of Israel that he would restore them. And it's not because they were so good. God will restore you, not because of your good deeds, but because of his holy name. So I asked the question, why was Israel in exile? When God noticed the people, people of Israel's rebellious ways of life, God disliked or otherwise he hated the way the people were acting. Therefore, God brought exile upon the people. What does God tell his people? And he tells us even today the same thing. Be ye holy, for I, the Lord, am holy. So then when the people realized why they were exiled and started to repent, God had forgiven them. Second Kings 17 verses 15 through 17 makes mention that of the sins of Israel, such as widespread idolatry, pagan religious practices, rejection of God's laws, and one of the biggest things, complaining. My Bible tells me, and I think yours says the same thing, God inhabits the praises of his people. He don't enter complaining. That's what got Israel in the state that they were in. But the problem, the bigger problem was, I just believe in, maybe it's just me, but God delivered the children of Israel out of bondage too early. God delivered the Israel out of Egypt before he got Egypt out of them. Because they were still walking around grumbling and complaining. God had promised them that I'm going to lead you to the promised land with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And he would give them manna from heaven. And all they had to do was follow the plan of God. The Bible says in Proverbs, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. All they had to do is stick to the plan, stick to the promise, stick to the path that God had paved for them and praise his holy name. What they didn't realize that when they became God's people, God was the one that chose them. They didn't choose him. Of course, they sought him when they were in captivity, but he chose them to be a people for himself, sanctified and set apart for his holy purpose. So they were in exile. And the worst part about it, so was the prophet Ezekiel. So whenever the people are in exile, whenever the people are going through, trust and believe the anointing doesn't run up, but it runs down. So Ezekiel was in 
exile. He was back, actually carried away into Babylonian captivity with King Jehoiakim in 597 B.C. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he prophesied God's indictments against Edom, who had maliciously rejoiced at the devastation of Jerusalem and Judah. Even though Israel was in captivity, they were still God's people, and God still had a plan for them. So the problem we have today is that we have to put respect on God's name, but we have to always first keep him in our lives. So I, I, what I came to say to you is about, I want to tell you how God feels about the way we treat him even today. Sometimes we are just like the children of Israel. We don't realize how good we have it with God. Because he gave his only begotten son. He gave his best gift for us. God had given Israel a free pass out of captivity. But what God is, even though he's a good father, even though he's a God of love, he's also a God of justice. Because he's a holy God. And one thing I want to tell you, and a lot of people don't like to hear this, but God is tired of all these part-time love affairs. Some people call on God when they need something, when they're in the thick of the mud, they're in the biggest jam of their lives, or when they're on their last paycheck, they're broke, busted, and disgusted, or when they're in the deepest trouble of their lives, they call on God. In this particular text, God is telling Ezekiel to prophesy to the people of Israel, and he's telling Israel to hear not just with their ears, but also with their hearts. I can't help but think of Israel being like pigs. I know y'all don't, if anybody knows anything about farm animals or pigs, pigs don't have any sweat glands. So in order for them to keep from getting sunburned and con condition and cool their bodies, what do they do? They roll around in the mud. So the children of Israel, they rolled around in the pig pen of sin. But then there's, the Bible says, my ways are not your ways and their ways had followed them. There's a reward for the things that we do, even though God is a holy God, he's a merciful God, but he's also a just God. Because they rolled around in the pig pen of sin, uh, they had immediately experienced judgment. They were banished out of the promised land that God had promised for them. But just I want y'all to know that even though God is a good father and he's a just God, my Bible tells me those who the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son. I remember when I was a little kid, I don't remember getting a lot of whoopings from my dad, but he yelled a lot, and my mother was the backbone. I caught a lot of whoopings from her. The reason why I got whoopings because it was for correction, and God had to correct them because we wear his name. The children of Israel wore the name of God. They were his representatives. So, And then what we had to realize that we carry the name of Christ, I know this is probably some 2,000 years before Jesus came on this earth, but my Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus even said, whoever has seen me have seen the father. So even Jesus and God the father are one. So God is tired of all these part-time love affairs and he's tired also of all the enemies of Israel and our enemies picking on his people. God is tired that he, they have, in, in this particular part of the text, they have consumed the land of Israel. 
God is tired of the heathen prospering and his people being picked on. God is indeed a jealous God, and he will have no other gods before him. That's the entire reason why the children of Israel were in the state that they were in right now. But God had given them a promise, even though they didn't deserve it. He was going to give them a new heart, which was his heart. I can't help, it's your boy today, so I can't help but think, but God being like a doctor. And the Bible says when people have weak hearts, they have to have what's called a heart transplant. So God had given the children of Israel a spiritual heart transplant. And he had saved and sanctified his children. I notice in this text, this is before Jesus came to this earth, but he put his spirit in them. And, and that, that's something for us. The Bible says the Old Testament is a New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And there's nothing new under the sun. Whatsoever things are written aforetime are written for our learning. So God has put his spirit in the believers who acts for him. I want you all to raise your hand if you know that you have God's spirit in you. And you know that but the Bible says if you have God's spirit in you, you have his guide and he will remind you of everything that Jesus said while he was on this earth. And the reason why you have his spirit is because he loves you and you cry. You answered the call when he called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. He's calling us to be sheep and not pigs. So he called us out of the pig pen of sin. He's performed a spiritual heart transplant. On us, just like Israel. So God wants us to come out of the pig pen of sin. And I may step on some toes, but I, I'm not. I don't come to be a, a preacher that preaches you happy. I came to be a sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, holiness preacher. I may offend some people, but God didn't call you to be. A, if you're a woman, to be a lover of another woman. If you're a man, to be a lover of another man. God calls you to be a people set apart for Him. God calls you to procreate. God wants us to come out of the things that we used to do. We don't, we don't lay and play anymore. We don't drink and we don't slip and we don't tip anymore. But we're called the ecclesia. We're the called out. He called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. And it's not because we were so good. It's because his, when we wear his name, his reputation is on the line. So when we walk in God's statutes, God, he calls us to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. He, he wants us to be children of obedience. My Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. I, you know, when we talk, since it's Father's Day, we had to talk about these fathers who have children. Notice that the children carries the father's name because they carry the father's legacy. Because he gives the seed, the, the woman is the carrier. But he's our good father and we wear his name. So we have to put some respect on it. We have to walk like God. We have to walk in holiness. God says that the word says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. He sanctifies us and fills us with his spirit, but he calls us to live holy because the word says to us, be ye holy for I, the Lord, am holy. And it's, it's, it's not as hard as people want to make it out to be because when you have the Holy Ghost in the inside of you, 
He will lead and guide you. And when you want to go this way, he, you couldn't because something was holding you. The power of God is he's a keeper and he'll keep you out of the way of sin. I can't help but think of as I get ready to go to my seat. I know I wasn't up here long, but that's all right. Because God has given us a spiritual heart transplant. So you have to do an examination of yourself. Have I really been changed? Some people have, they praise God with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. Like the children of Israel, they, God delivered them out of Egypt before he got Egypt out of them. And the reason why he couldn't eat, get Egypt out of them, because they didn't give him a complete surrender. When you give God a complete surrender, you lift your hands to God. And it's not just saying his name. You saying, my will, I surrender unto you, God. And I, I notice I can't help but think of when you uh, the, uh, the boxing federation. When you're in the, 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 the industry of boxing, when you're in the sport of boxing, the trainers always tell you as a defense mechanism, you got to keep your hands up. You got to keep your hands up. The hands of being up is a defense mechanism. It, it blocks you from attacks of the enemy. Your opponent is your enemy. Of course, we realize that the devil is the enemy. In this text, the Edomites were the enemy because they had taken over Israel's land. But all they had to do was keep the hands up and give God some praise. When you get your hands up and give God some praise and you put respect on his name, when you're in a troublesome situation, all you got to call on is the name of Jesus. I know this was over 2,000 years before Jesus was born, but all you got to do is call him by his many names. The God that I serve, he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. He is Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Even Jesus had some names. He shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And his name carries a lot of power behind it. As I'm about to go to my seat, I can't help but think of the famous old fight between Ernie Terrell and Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali in the press conference was disrespected by Ernie Terrell. He asked him, he deliberately called him by his old name. He called him Cassius Clay. So when uh, Muhammad Ali had confronted him in the press conference, he said, you're going to call me by my name. He said, what's my name? He said, your name is Cassius Clay. He said, I never told you my name was no Cassius Clay. And you're going to say who my name is right now or you're going to say it in that ring. So he said, Muhammad Ali punished Ernie Terrell over the curse course of 15 rounds to call him by his new name. And why was uh, Muhammad Ali disrespected by Ernie Terrell? Because he wouldn't call him his name. So every time Muhammad Ali punched him, he said, what's my name? So every time the enemies came against God's people and God punched back, he said, what's my name every time they tried to captivate the land God said what's my name every time that they tried to put the Israelites down God says what's my name God tells all of your enemies when you have his hand on your life when you 
you have his blood in your heart. He says to his enemies a rhetorical question. What's my name? God is saying put some respect on his name. God will make your enemies your footstool because, not because you're so good, but because of his name. And he's even telling you and me, telling me, put some respect on my name. Be ye holy, for I the Lord am holy. Put some respect on my name. So when I walk in the path of righteousness and I walk in holiness, I will respect his name because God's name has a lot of weight behind it. God's name is able to deliver people. God's name is able to save those that are lost. God's name is able to do healing miracles. God's name is able to deliver a whole nation. God's name is the name above all names. In the New Testament, he says there's no other name in, under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. So we need to put respect on God's name because the God that I serve is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So we got to be ready for when he comes. Put some respect on God's name. God bless you. pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line and in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.